0: Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. Happy New Year, or whenever you're listening to this podcast episode. Y'all See, I'm, I'm trying to sing in 2024. I am Maria Moore, your host of the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. So excited to be with you for another episode and to kick off a new year. Oh my goodness. If you are new to the podcast, you know, we like to start things by identifying ways we can improve our mind, body, and business. And this is something that's typically top of mind for people around this time of year, resolutions. I'm not really big on resolutions and I'll have a whole uh, different episode on that uh, in the coming weeks. But I do want to encourage you to identify one way that you can improve your mind, body and business, not as an annual goal or resolution, but what can you do over the next seven days? Because when we take it in tiny bites and we build on it, we can actually see and feel the difference. So maybe for your mind, you want to meditate more. I know for me, I am committed to doing yoga once a week and uh, I did my yoga class today. Oh my gosh, my body feels so amazing. So I'm actually doing that for my mind and my body. And then for my business, I'm continuing to expand my presence as an influencer on social media. So doing what I need to do in terms of engagement and creating more opportunities for me there. What are you doing for your mind, body, and business? Maybe it's just one thing you wanna focus on. It could be as simple as getting to bed 30 minutes earlier so you feel more energized in the morning. But here's my challenge for you. Identify that one thing by the end of this episode and be intentional about working at it over the next seven days. Okay, so this episode is all about taking a look back at some of my favorite pieces of advice from past guests on the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. It's a branded term that I use a lot around these parts. It's called Actionable Insight. So at the end of each of these episodes, I want you to feel like you can take action, whether you are just beginning your fitness journey or you've been on the road for a long time and you feel like you're an OG. And we're going to kick off this episode with some advice from Dr. Ian Smith. You know the guy. He's been on uh, all kinds of reality TV shows, an expert when it comes to health and wellness and natural weight loss. So here's what he had to say about three things that you can do no matter where you are in your fitness journey to see and feel a difference.
1: Number one, find yourself the correct support. Okay. Studies have shown when you surround yourself with people who are doing positive things and doing things right, then it rubs off on you and you're more likely to emulate uh, and do what they do. So find yourself a good support group. It could be one person. It could be a group. It doesn't matter, but surround yourself with that person. Number two, reduce your portion sizes right away. The vast wow. majority of Americans are simply eating too much, even if it's a healthy food. You know, salmon is great, but if you eat 12 ounces of salmon, <laughs> that's a lot of calories and a lot of fat, right? Um, and so I think that people should really reduce their portion sizes. And so try this, when you sit down, particularly at a restaurant or even at home, what you normally would fix, cut it in half, store it, and only eat what's left. Okay, and that way you will train your body to accept it'll it'll take about a week or two. But you start training your body how to eat smaller portions. And the last thing I would say that people should do right away is people have to invest more in plants. Uh, You Mm know, plant based foods are important because they are full of so many superpowers of, of nutrients that are so critical to us. And so I still eat meat. I eat fish a lot. I eat chicken a lot. I eat a lot less red meat. I used to love steak, but I haven't had steak in probably 10 months. Um, I used to eat it twice a week, by the way. But that has helped me harness the value of more plants. I'm not trying to make you a vegan or vegetarian. I'm not doing that. I'm not one. But I think, excuse me, that people should have a greater composition of their diet, be in plants, and they will harness an unbelievable amount of health benefits.
0: Very practical tips, right? I know you're listening like, okay, maybe I can do that. Really appreciate Dr. Ian Smith for that insight. And of course, you can check out our episode guide wherever you stream podcasts to listen to the whole conversation. You know, it is also important for us to be financially fit. Think about the stress that bad finances can cause and how sometimes that stress can lead to you overeating, being depressed, being sedentary, feeling unmotivated, feeling overwhelmed and taking control of your finances can really benefit your wellness journey. Here's what my guest and financial expert, Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott had to say about that. So
2: I would definitely say on your wealth building journey, sit down and map out who your whole financial team is you already researched them. You already know what they're capable of and you know how to bring them into your team because when the wealth does arise or as it expands or it increases or wherever you are in your journey, you need to already have these people around you. You need to have your accountant. You need to already have the realtor because we know you're moving. Yeah. <laughs> we know mm-hmm. you're going to move. Who is that realtor you're working with? Who's that lawyer that's able to conduct your business at a high level Who's your financial advisor? That's sitting down and helping you map out everything. Like that should be your activity from listening to today's podcast. Sit down mm. and write out who your whole financial team will be. That's what I would say. Step one is. Step two, get really personal with what your why is. Mm. Like, what do you want your last name to stand for? We're mm. we have holidays getting ready to come up. We have opportunities for you to be around family any time during the year. But when you're getting together with everyone, start asking what do we want our last name to stand for? Like what do we want it to be remembered by? And let that be your guiding compass on why you're doing a lot of these things. Once again, money is just a tool. Yeah. To whatever that deeper purpose is for you. So, how are you, you know, letting yourself be guided by that? The third thing I would say write your legacy letters while you are healthy and happy and in sound mind the thing that you see about many of our counterparts is that they control the narrative of of their legacies right there's somebody has did a documentary on them or a movie or you know somehow you feel like they're just so amazing because their history was written in that way yeah in our some many times, the amazingness and legacy of a person goes away when they go away. Mm-hmm. And that does not do us justice in regards to that. So take some time, if you have some time, over the next few weeks and write out your legacy letters. Who were you when, when it's a few generations past you? What would they remember Maria Moore as, right? Yeah. What would they remember Nicole as? Um, and,
0: and write that legacy out. Great advice from Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott. Getting that money right uh, should definitely be at the top of your priority list. I'm telling you, uh, you get a whole lot of peace when your finances are in order. All right, shifting the conversation to toxic productivity. Have you ever gone so hard at trying to achieve a goal that it came at the expense of your own self-care, like you were physically, emotionally, mentally drained. Dr. Ayana Abrams joined us to talk about that and how we can combat toxic productivity. You know,
3: I work with a lot of people and entrepreneurs who are also struggling with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And it happens when I'm going from one thing. And for me, I've got to do the rest thing right. So yeah. then they go all the way over to the other yeah. side.
0: Uh-huh. Like, I got a, a massage appointment. I'm
3: taking a yoga class. <laughs> like, all of this. Exactly, like, right. Like, girl, you were just working till 3 a.m. yesterday. <laughs> Right, so tapping into what actually might be perfectionism for you is that, oh, I feel this kind of rigid sense of needing to do this right. And even as we were talking about systems before, right, systems don't offer much room for nuance, for mistake, for learning, for discovery, right? Oftentimes, these systems tell us you got to do things right the first time, you got to do that in this way, and it's got to be perfect. So allowing yourself room, right, for this to be a process and doing small things, right? Because the other piece is that if you do 10 things at a time, you don't know which is the thing that could actually really be helpful for you. Mm -hmm overwhelm yourself trying to rest too hard too fast you can't go too hard too fast on that times emotionally the language that'll come up is that well i'm being lazy and just kind of you know resting right i would love you to rest all weekend but for our psyches it's, it's kind of a hard too steep for people so gradually pulling things in That's why i said so say you tend to work to 11 let's do 10 30 start low go slow then you kind of increase stuff once you're kind of able to build in a bit of a repertoire and a habit but don't go too hard yeah um, and allowing room for it for the change to feel like a change. Oftentimes people want to make changes, particularly self-care changes, and it's supposed to feel great immediately. No, you're going to struggle a little yeah. bit. It's going to be hard mm-hmm. for you to put your, computer or put your phone down before you go to bed two hours, whichever it is, right? But allowing the change to actually feel like a shift that you are making, which means it will come with some discomfort.
0: You're How good. can folks tell the difference between, okay, this is outside of my comfort zone, but it's going to benefit me and it's building me versus
3: overextending myself because it can be difficult for people to differentiate the two. Yeah. There's a, so I talk to clients usually obviously kind of emotionally that there's a difference between discomfort, pain, and injury. Usually people know what injury is Right. But typically, and I think even as we think about um, marginalized or kind of communities of color, pain that lasts too long, right, can turn into injury. Pain, you're not doing anything about it. Discomfort, right, to differentiate discomfort from um, pain, right, is something that stretches you, but it's not this ouch. It's a stretch where you can, you can sustain it. You notice where it is, you know, kind of where and kind of why it happened, but you can tolerate it. Pain is more of that like ouch to the touch. That Anytime I do this thing, like I am immediately harmed or hurt by this yeah. versus comfort has actually a lot more room right for you to kind of withstand that because usually you're breaking down muscle in your building right so we're talking about emotional muscle when something's getting shredded a little bit because you are transforming a system right in your life you're going to ex- you're going to feel a little bit of that but it's not going to feel necessarily like this ouch to the touch Particularly when I'm talking to clients about like setting boundaries, some of that ouch might be, well, you know, you said that you're not going to be going out on Friday nights with your friends anymore because Saturday morning you want to start running. Some of that soreness afterwards is going to be your friends adjusting to this. I love that analogy. Yes. A little bit of mess and talking about, oh, you're not fun no more. Oh, you're not. Oh, you are a runner now. Whatever the thing (laughs) might be, that's going to be a little bit of the soreness, right, that you're going to experience. But you'll still be able to run in the morning. Discomfort doesn't feel like pain. It is a it is a qualitatively different experience.
0: So I want to just wrap things up from a practical perspective, if you will. For someone who is caught up in this toxic productivity, what are some practical things they can do, whether it's looking at their schedules or sleep or the way they
3: eat to kind of gradually transition out of that lifestyle? Great question. The first thing would be a time audit. Spend mm-hmm. three days, ideally it would be five, even more ideally it would be seven. But I want you to spend at least three days really tracking how you are spending your time and your energy. Mm-hmm. What time did you wake up? What time did you first jump on your phone? What time did you start work? How late did you work? How many hours did you sleep? A time audit. This blows people's minds when they actually look at how they're spending their time. I'll mm-hmm. talk to clients about their values, about their desires, about their goals. And then I'll say, do a time audit. Let's meet next week. And when I look at how you're spending your time, (laughs) people tell me that a value and a goal is family time and social this and creativity, and you're working until midnight every night. Time audit will give you a lot of insight into what you are actually doing with your time. People are floored. Two is this community piece, right? Set a time in which you want to be done with work, right? It will feel uncomfortable. Stop trying to make it ideal and do all this stuff. Set a time in which you want to be done with work. Um, And you can do that in two ways. You can do that by looking at when you tend to end your workday and kind of just do it around there. You can also do it from, this is where I tend to work until, and then let me pull it back half an hour, 15 minutes, half an hour. It doesn't have to be an hour yet, small chunks. And three would be also to kind of pull in some community, right? So the accountability piece looks like, hey, I really want to change my relationship with how much I work or how whatever the productivity thing is, right? How much I work or how much I'm focused on this. Um, Can we look at some way in which you can help me with this? I'd like to go to bed earlier. I'd like to do more playful activities on the weekends. So can you help me find some things to do on Saturdays? Can you help me find something playful to do every weekend for this month? Dr.
0: Ayanna Abrams with the gems. Boy, that whole conversation made me feel seen and exposed <laughs> at the same time. And again, you can check out the full conversation on our episodes guide wherever you stream podcast. And while we're on the topic of mental health, how about more advice? This time from a male therapist. I was so grateful to have Mr. James Harris, therapist James Harris to talk about it, man, he gave so much perspective for men, especially our young black men who are struggling with mental health issues, because a lot of times, you know, men have this macho attitude, like they aren't the gender that should be struggling with emotional and uh, mental well being. And my conversation with him made so much sense. So if you have a man, especially a son in your life, it's a great conversation to listen to from start to finish. But during that episode, his actionable insight applied to all genders, men and women. And this brother could talk. So uh, I had to have him scale it down to just three ways we can improve our mental health. Here's what he had to say.
4: So, one, um, what a person can do is ignore the perception of others. You know, be your authentic self. Don't worry about comparing yourself or don't worry about the noise from other people. You know, ignore the perception of others because you don't, you'll put yourself in a position to always try to measure up to something that's not even validated towards you. Two, you can put yourself in a position to, like I said, not too long ago, was in- enforcing your boundaries. You probably have boundaries, but they probably become too loose or not as rigid as they can be. So enforce them. It's okay to say no or not right now or I'm not doing that, regardless of who that person is. I know some people get loose to when it, when when mom calls you, drop everything, or, or when your boss say, hey, I, I need to add this. No.
2: Ooh, yeah it's a
4: way to enforce your boundaries. Um And then thirdly, let's see, um, take some time for yourself. And that time can be just a... 10 second deep breath at your desk at work or walk um, when you get off work. You know, just take some time to yourself so you can recalibrate uh, everything within you. You know, stretch from your head all the way down to your toes. Listen to white noise if you need to. Do some deep breathing exercises. But taking time to yourself is definitely beneficial um, to calm your thoughts down. Be in mindfulness of the moment. So listen listen to what's going on around you, smell what's going on around you, Um, or put your place, put yourself in a place outside of this imagine yourself at the beach feel the sand between your toes smell that salt coming off the water you know listen to the waves Um, but that 10 seconds or more can definitely assist you in your day
0: great reminders there from mr james harris and again you can check out that full conversation on the episodes list wherever you stream podcast up next one of my recent guests on the mind body and business podcast oh my new bff she's so amazing, Miss Lisa Wolfork, and she talked about the importance of making time to do things you enjoy and also ways you can incorporate hobbies into your daily routine. We don't make space. I, I believe we don't make enough space for hobbies. Are we really enjoying all of our minutes of the day yes there's some grueling work sometimes that you have to do to achieve your goals but you should have things in your life that you genuinely enjoy that you look forward to that you would do for free and that was one of my biggest lessons that i learned in 2023 to make space for hobbies and doing things that i
5: love here's lisa wolfork's advice on that put yourself on the top of your to-do list You make time for everybody else and everything else for everybody else. Make the time for you. Put yourself on your list. If you are too busy to care well for yourself, you are not serving yourself well. Mm. And you deserve, what is the point of all this busyness if you cannot pause and breathe and relish and enjoy? the work that you have worked so hard to create, the life you are working so hard to build, what's the point of building it if you refuse to live it? Mm -hmm. So, For that person, I would say put yourself on your list And carve out some time for yourself, even if it's an hour, um, an hour every other day, an Mm -hmm. hour a week, and then you build up to more. And it doesn't have to be jumping on the sewing machine. It could just be watching videos, reading tutorials, thinking about what you want to do first, getting yourself prepared for the person who thinks that they might be good at it, but can't make money from it. I would ask why I would ask you to ask yourself, why do you think your hobby must make money in order to be valid Mm. why must your hobby make money in order to be valid this is something that we are there we have to dismantle the internalized capitalism that says we are only worth what we produce yeah that is something that's of special import for black people Mm -hmm. This idea that somehow, because we come from a people who had been commodified and Mm -hmm. treated as commodities, we do not need to commodify ourselves with this hustle and grind mentality. I just feel like it's another version of the American dream where all you have to do is work hard and you'll succeed. And we know that not to be the case. We have evidence of that not being the case. Instead, I would advise seeking your joy. And having it be truly priceless, prioritizing that, yeah. you know, you can do other things to make money if that is your priority and your goal. But if your goal is discovering your happiness and tapping into your own self and your own needs, why should that also generate revenue? Right. Um, and so that's one thing I would say. Um, the third one was, what was the third one? What was the third person you mentioned? The,
0: the person that's just kind of looking at something, um that they may be interested in and I'll use myself as an example. You see my hair? Just I had been uh, paying a young lady who did a great job <gasps> a nice amount of money to do my hair and one day I was on YouTube I said let me try this out. And I got so many compliments on my hair. I did all of this myself. And you know what I told my husband um because my husband shopping for me for the holidays drives him nuts because he wants me to be like, oh, well, I want this piece of jewelry. He wants to buy me nice things. I said, I want uh, a mannequin head with some real black girl hair so I can practice other styles because it it gave me so much joy. Um, and so that was one thing for me because I've, I've been paying someone to do my yes. and I'm not saying I'll never go to the salon and get my hair professionally done, but it was for a period of maybe two years. Well, I was just like, mm, that looks interesting. And I just never dabbled in it. You know, I ne- it's the same thing what I was saying about sewing. I'm, yes. You know,
5: it's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know but, if I could be good at it. And maybe this is the thing. How good do you have to be? Right. Can you I mean, you, Maria, you did a beautiful job with your hair. It looks wonderful. Does that mean that in order to really capitalize on your gift, you have to go out there and start a hair business now? Are yeah. you supposed to like hold up a sign and say, well, you know, I'm 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 doing my own hair, but how am I securing the bag? Like, yeah, that's, that's not at all what you need to do. You did something about a smile to your heart. You didn't do it even necessarily to save money. You did it because you thought you could and you were yeah. curious. Yeah. I don't think we give ourselves enough permission to be curious and to follow our curiosity. Curiosity cannot be monetized, nor should it be. Yeah. I think this conversation. Think- oh, no, go ahead. Keep going. Keep I going. Saying, I because saying, because girl, word, you're the on word, the roll. Keep going. Like, you know, the word monetized at one point was never a verb. Right. It was never mm-hmm. a verb. It was never a thing that it, the, somehow in order to get value out of. It must be exchanged for money. That is the ultimate victory of capitalism, which I might add doesn't give a shit about anybody. Mm-hmm. And just a secret spoiler alert. Capitalism requires failure. Just so you know, people have to be poor in order for capitalism to thrive. Yeah. If everybody, if everybody has all of their needs met and are not competing over resources, guess what? That's not capitalism anymore. Mm. If everybody has their needs met, that's not capitalism. Capitalism is not designed to meet the needs of, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's an economic system designed to benefit those who can most capitalize on it. Right. So you don't have to turn your hobby into revenue stream in order for it to have value that the value is the joy. It brings your life. That is the joy. That is that is the value that is more permanent. That is the value that can help shape your image of yourself to make you happier, to make you more free. Mm -hmm. That is priceless for real priceless not mastercard says it's priceless which is ridiculous because it's freaking mastercard but <laughs> like seriously like, not yeah. everything be bought and sold you know especially the things that are dear to our hearts
0: man that sister just really brought it home for me um just thinking about squeezing life and staying grounded and having a true understanding of what's really important and And what matters, you know, your joy, your peace, being surrounded by people that you love and creating memories because time is something that we can't get back. So we should do our best to make the most of it and enjoy it. Thank you so much again, Miss Lisa Woolfork for that great advice. Next up, Miss Victoria Michael. Oh, this sister is so brilliant. Young entrepreneur who has so much experience in the corporate space, but also a very inspiring personal story, being the oldest of so many siblings and kind of like the second parent in the house, overcoming adversity and being the successful woman that she is today. And for people like Victoria, a lot of their success has to do with how they plan their day, how they manage their time and their tasks. So here's what she had to say about maximizing your time and developing systems that support you achieving your goals and also your own self-care.
6: Okay, let's see. There's 24 hours in a day and there's seven days a week. So you have one hundred and sixty eight hours in a week for 40 of that. If you have a nine to five you're working. So now we're at 128. Let's say you're sleeping for another 40 of that. You've got 88 hours in a week to work with. And Mm -hmm. that's something you need to be cognizant of. If you have five hours in the morning, I get up early. So I have five hours before I go to work. (laughs) I have that. (laughs) But you need to be using your time wisely. Um, So I would say really take a look at what your commitments are first Mm -hmm. and put it down on a schedule so i know that i'm going to go to work from nine to five i know that i'm going to go to church i try to go to the grocery store on friday afternoons because i get off work at one Mm -hmm. on sundays i take the time to look at my paper calendar and i'll go through my emails i will pull out any meetings and write them down on paper but i will also put them in digitally I use Calendly as a means Mm -hmm. to schedule meetings. That definitely helps me on time, just going back and forth, corresponding, good Lord. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, (laughs) There is ChatGPT. I've recently started using ChatGPT and other AI tools and I will say, don't sleep on it. There's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of resources out in the world right now, tools specifically, that can help you optimize your time. And I would also say, you know, just, you can do this with your children even, that uh, systems and processes, making sure that you write things down. If you write down for your kids, you know, completing the dishes means doing the dishes, putting them in the dishwasher, starting the dishwasher, Wiping the sink down and making sure that there's no crumbs on the counter, and it's not done until all these steps are complete. Your kid now has this and doesn't have to ask you 25 questions, and you can focus on something else. Yeah. It's the same thing with employees. And I would say it's important to get an operating manager involved when you are looking to either create or improve your systems and processes because. When you have systems and processes in place, it can go for laundry, it can go for dishes, it can go for when you get your oil changed, it can be for when you send out emails. When you create systems and processes, you're able to buy your time back.
0: And that is advice coming from a boss. I'm talking managing dozens of employees in her early 20s, and she is still doing amazing things. I really appreciate that insight from Victoria Michael. So, that is your mashup for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. I hope you were taking notes and consider applying some of the advice because I truly believe it will improve, enhance your life. And you never know by this time next year, you may look up and say, I applied that advice I heard on the first episode of 2024 and look at me now. Of course, you can stay connected with the Mind, Body and Business podcast on all social media at MBB pod. We have great conversations over there, uh, clips from some of our guests, and you can shoot me a DM. So if you have a question, you want me included on the podcast. It can be about fitness. It can be about nutrition, habit change, whatever you are feeling inside. I'll do my best to answer that for you. So give us a follow at MBB. Pod. And for the new year, I am still requesting your ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It really helps with the engagement of this podcast and keeps our fitness podcast to highlight it. So uh, if you don't mind, please drop that five star rating and write a review. Tell us what you thought about some of these episodes. Before I wrap things up, gotta send a huge shout out to Walmart. Still a great partner with us in 2024. You know, Walmart Pharmacy offers prescriptions for conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, and cholesterol. Who doesn't shop at Walmart these days? I love that I can go get my batteries. I can get my toiletries. I can even buy me a new outfit. I can get some eggs all in one place. And now you can add getting your prescriptions to that list Walmart knows your family's health, wellness and budget are your top priorities for me as a mother, a wife uh, four children it absolutely is at the top of my list Walmart also knows you're busy looking to get more done in less time transferring your prescriptions are easier than you think And you can transfer those prescriptions to the place you shop at weekly, for some of us daily, right? Generic prescriptions starting as low as $4. This can be a lifesaver for people who are uninsured or underinsured, or just folks like me who like to save money, right? Uh, If you need access to affordable medications, Walmart has you covered. Access affordable generic prescriptions and stay on top of your health needs and budget, with $4RX. Don't wait, find your pharmacy and switch your prescriptions today. Welcome to your all-in-one stop. Welcome to your Walmart. restriction supplies. See walmart.com or your Walmart pharmacist for details. And that is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body & Business. As always, you know, I appreciate your ears and hope that this episode gave you clarity and moves you a step closer to self-discovery. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you are following the podcast so that you don't miss a moment of mind, body, and business. I look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Until then, take care.